It's very good afternoon. Niall Boylan, it is the podcast. It's 12 o'clock and God only knows what we could end up talking about because we do tend to venture off into different topics. But however, we are going to try and stick to the rules today and talk about comedy because everybody likes a bit of comedy. We need a bit of comedy. We just have to look at our government according to somebody who sent in a message already, by the way, and said, I don't tell jokes. I just look at the government and report the facts, as explained so well by Lawrence Brooks. It's a quote from Will Rogers. In other words... Yeah, what's going on in government is quite funny at the moment. But we are talking about comedy, and the reason we're talking about comedy today is that Ricky Gervais has defended making a joke about terminally ill children, telling his critics he wishes them luck in getting it removed from his Netflix special, Armageddon. Let's have a little look at the clip first. And, and, and also there's a clip of Dave Chappelle here, who's a famous American comedian, well-known across Europe as well. Let's have a look at these two guys and see what's so offensive about them. I ain't doing trans jokes no more. You know what I'm gonna do tonight? Tonight, I'm doing all handicapped jokes. <laughs> well, they're not as organized as the gays. <laughs> and I love punching down. I've been doing a lot of video messages recently for terminally ill children. And um, only if they request it, obviously. I don't, <laughs> I don't burst into hospitals and go, wake up, baldy. <laughs> Look, me twerking on TikTok. Look. No, um, I did a lot through the pandemic, presumably because they couldn't even see their own family. And uh, it's through Make-A-Wish Foundation. Do you know the charity Make-A-Wish Foundation? They're great, and they give these dying kids their, like, one wish. And if it's me, I always say yes, and I always start the video the same way. I go, why didn't you wish to get better? <laughs> well, you're fucking retarded as well. <laughs> I don't do that either, okay? These are all jokes. So he does establish that they're all jokes. And there was a kind of uncomfortable laugh there when he says, why don't you wish to get better? Now, I find it funny. I find it hilariously funny, actually. But that doesn't mean that I find sick children funny. And some people will say, well, why are you joking about sick kids? I mean, look, the comedian, he's 62 now. He's come under fire once again in his last, uh, we'll play a little clip later on of his last Netflix uh, special where he had a go at transgenders. And after this clip starts circulating on social media, showing, you know, what he was talking about sick children, referring to little sick children as baldies and also asking why they didn't wish to get better. You know, he's been in a lot of trouble over these jokes, but he defends his art and he defends his comedy. And in the past, of course, Jimmy Carr has also been in hot water telling jokes about rape, abortion, the Holocaust. Dave Chappelle has also been the victim of outrage and suggestions of cancellation when his jokes about mentally handicapped people, as you just heard a few minutes ago, when he says they can't fight back. And many comedians have defended their trade over the years, saying that comedy is subjective and it's only words. And if you don't like it, don't watch it and don't pay to see them. A few years ago here in Ireland, members of the audience in Kevin Bloody Wilson's gig uh, walked out in the middle of the gig because they said he made racist jokes. Let's be clear, Kevin Wilson is well known for racist jokes. So why would you go and see him if you're going to be offended? Tommy Tiernan had a tour cancelled because he made a quip about the Holocaust during an interview when he was asked a question. And more recently, he's apologised for offending one woman at a gig. You may remember she works for RTE. And uh, he, she accused him of racism. He actually apologised to her. He rang her up and apologised to her for offending her at a comedy gig. But there is the argument that some people say the comedians are pushing the boundaries now. 
Because comedy has to evolve, it has to change, people get bored very quickly, and they need something new. It's like every art form. It has to change. So they're pushing the boundaries. It's darker than it used to be. The likes of Jimmy Carr, Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, all these people, Tommy, well, not Tommy Tiernan, he's not really pushing the boundaries, is he? He's afraid to push the boundaries now. He's apologizing to people for jokes he's actually making. But they say they have to push the boundaries. But do they have to push the boundaries? Is it okay to joke about rape? Is it okay to joke about children who have, um, you know, uh, who have special needs or who may be terminally ill? Is it okay to joke about people calling them retarded or handicapped or whatever it happens to be? Is it okay to joke about the Holocaust? Is it okay to joke about any of these things? Or is that a step too far? Can comedy go too far? And that's the question we're asking today. Does comedy sometimes go too far? Or should there be no boundaries? Let me know what you think. The number, as usual, 85 55 That's 85 55 And by the way, just in case you're looking at these mugs here, these are our new mugs that we've got. And as you can see, like the old ones, they have the logo. But on the back, we decided, because the referendum is on the way, that we would put woman, adult, human, female, on the back of the mugs. There are new mugs, and don't forget, we give away one of those every single day. See, we got a lot in there. We give one away every single day, and all you got to do is go to our website, nileboylan.com, take out a subscription, for which you get all the previous videos and interviews, and you can watch them all, etc., etc., and it helps to support the show. And every day we will give away one of those to somebody who signs up for either a membership or donates to the show. That's all you got to do to get one of those mugs, and we shall send it out to you. Anyway, can comedy go too far? Let us know what you think. The number, as usual, 85 55 Get involved in the show. Let me go to Eric. Eric, hi, how are you? Niall, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on, yourself and your producers. Welcome. You're so welcome and Happy New Year to you too. Okay, you've listened to Ricky Gervais there and, you know, I'm look, I'm, I'm sure you're well aware of his comedy. You're well aware of Jimmy Carr's comedy and Dave Chappelle and other people like that. And, yeah, it goes over the edge. But But is it wrong? Me personally, I don't think it's wrong. Um, I think that ultimately the audience will decide whether or not it's wrong. I mean, also, I mean, there's objective on the audience as well. I mean, if, if you're going to a Ricky Gervais gig, if you're going to a Bernard Manning gig, if you were still alive, you have to expect some sort of material that you probably won't agree with. And then it's up to you then in the moment to react to that material. You know, you can, um, laugh, you can laugh if you want to. You don't have to. Hundred percent, or you can walk out like they did with the Kevin Bloody Wilson gig. You know, I, 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 by the way, I never understood the logic of that. That something like six or seven people. I think it was like six. The, the papers exaggerated and said loads of people. Six or seven people walked out of the gig because he told a racist joke. Everybody knows Kevin Wilson, like Chubby Brown. Everyone knows they're racist. You know what I mean? So why would you go and see it if, you, if you're going to be offended by it? Hundred percent. And, and the other thing as well is is like let's let's not beat around the bush here. Some jokes, whether they're racist, whether they're misogynistic, whether they're ableist, whatever you want to say, put any is on them, they're funny. And that's why people laugh at them. Even the people who, uh, I'll give you an example. I was looking at the recent uh, comedy special by Dave Chappelle that was released uh, called The Dreamer. And there's people in the audience who, if you look at them, you can kind of, you, you know, you could assume that they're, they, they swing one way or the other and you'd say, well, I bet they're going to be offended at that. And they're sitting there laughing their heads off. Mm. Because in the moment, they're just reacting to what the person is saying. And if they if they were to get offended and walk out, fine, that's their reaction. But at the end of the day, 
you have to be able to leave the artist, and in this case, comedy, I believe, is an art, and a comedian is an artist, you have to be able to let them express what they've prepared. And, and, and whether it's funny or whether you disagree with it, leave it out there and let them do it. You're right. It is, it is an art form because if you or I stood on a stage and told the same joke Ricky Gervais told, we probably wouldn't get the same laugh. They'd probably be disgusted with us. It's the way you put the words together. And, and Jimmy Carr described this once when he talked about the world's most offensive jokes and he told them the world's most offensive jokes. And he said, what you have to do is understand it's a collection of words. And yes. he said, it's just a collection of words that are meant to be funny. And, and that, that's all it is. He said, nobody's actually saying, for example, that I dislike Jewish people or I, I think the Holocaust should have happened or I think rape is a great thing or, you know, nobody's saying that. He, what he's saying is it's a collection of words. And if those collection of words make you laugh, that's what comedy is. Exactly. And, and it's a skill to be able to put those words together and to be able to communicate them in a way that makes people laugh. Uh, now, there, 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 is, there is, like, say Frankie Boyle, for example. I'm sure you're familiar with Frankie mm -hmm. Boyle. I, what I don't like is when they make it personal. Frankie Boyle obviously has a go at a Katie Price and her son who's blind on a regular basis, right? And, yeah. and Harvey. He makes jokes about Harvey who's blind. And I, I, I think that's too far. I said, when you start making it personal against an individual, I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, and that, that was going to lead me on to a point that I made to your producers earlier on. Two examples that I brought up to them was, one was Dave Chappelle's recent story about uh, Jim Carrey on the set of Man of the Man on the Moon, and how you know Jim Carrey's intense method acting, uh, he had to kind of put up with that to appease Jim Carrey. And then the other example I gave was around Michael Richards, who played Kramer in Seinfeld. Um, so both stories are, you know, one could be considered offensive because it's it's attacking, say, let's say, trans people, and then the other could be considered offensive because it's just outright racist. But if we look at the delivery, I don't feel in Dave Chappelle's uh, delivery of his joke about um, trans people that he's actually pushing down or, or attacking trans people. He's just given his opinion on how he felt, you know, having to appease Jim Carrey acting like Andy Kaufman. Whereas yeah. in the Michael Richards uh, Kramer from Seinfeld example, he just wasn't getting a reaction from the audience. And it's one of the, like, the early viral videos from the, the mid-2000s. Uh, he wasn't getting a reaction from the audience to his jokes. So he just decided to launch into a a racist tirade, if you will, calling an audience member an N-word. And there was nothing funny about it. It was just hateful. And and ultimately, the audience decided, this guy is crazy. This is not funny. And he's picking on this person in the audience for no reason, just because he can't get a laugh with his normal material. And have you seen Michael Richards in anything since? No, because the audience decided, no, he's not for us. I, I've seen, now I like Bill Burr as well, and I've seen Bill Burr do well, the same thing. Bill Burr has picked on audience members in the past, and I, some of them are funny, but I did see him picking on one guy once, and I, I genuinely believed it went, oh, your man got up and walked out, but I genuinely believed it went a little bit over the top. And I think they do get carried away sometimes, there's no doubt about that, which is not fair on the person they pick on. But, but in saying that, there are occasions, Bill Burr is still, I believe, a very funny comedian. I do like him. Love Bill Burr. Yeah. Okay, but hang on a second. Let me go to Lorraine as well. Lorraine, hi. How are you? I'm good, Niall. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Lorraine, there are calls once again, as there always is, you know, to cancel it's Ricky Gervais. That's what it is. If you don't like Ricky Gervais, don't listen to him. Don't go pay to see him. But is it really funny to slag off sick kids, terminally ill kids? Is that funny? It's a joke. As you said, it's, a it's like the words are put together. It's a joke. It's not that I'm saying it's all right to slag 
sick kids, but if you don't want to listen to them, you don't want to go cancel the man. Mm. Don't listen to him, turn him off. We have gone into a culture now of it has to, everything has to be cancelled, everything's offensive. When is it actually going to end? Like, we all just going to be following everyone around like robots. We're all supposed to follow the same narrative. Mm-hmm. No. Like, there's another comedian, like um, Paul Smith, I think his name is. He sits and slags, when you go to his gig, he slags the people in the front row. Yeah. Jason you Byrne does that own. too. Jason Byrne slags right. the He spends the whole gig slagging the audience, which is really funny. That's what I mean. Like, if yeah. you go to them shows, you know what you're in for. I'm going to see Kevin Wilson in October, and I know exactly what I'm going in for. So you're aware, Kevin Wilson, I mean, I mentioned Kevin Wilson at the start, that people walked out of his last gig in Dublin because they said he was racist. But surely you'd know that before you go in there. Exactly. You don't go see a gig and not know who you're going to see. Kevin Wilson, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Look at Cat Williams. He flags black people more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like, when is it actually going to end? Like, when is it too far? If you don't like something, yes, you have an opinion. You don't have to listen. You don't have to like it. You can be offended by it all you want. But don't sit there and say it has to be cancelled. Just don't go. Don't listen to him. I mean, if we go right back, I mean, I remember Eddie Murphy, Delirious. was not the name of the Eddie, the big Eddie Murphy special going back many, many years yeah. ago. I mean, all he did to it, the whole thing, was slag off white people. I, and it was hilariously <laughs> funny, by the way. It was actually really funny. Tommy Tiernan, he was, um, he got in trouble for, ah, he did about I've, it. No, I've the lost, I lost, no, hang on, I've lost all respect for Tommy Tiernan. The fact that he apologised. Oh, apologised, yeah. yeah. The, fact the fact that he apologised, yeah. and it wasn't even a racist joke, if you ask me, but the fact no, that he apologised because one person was offended. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I think it's, we were in a culture now where it's, everything has to be cancelled. If you're offended, oh, I'm going to cancel that person. Just don't listen to them. Don't go see them. Like, I, I, I don't like Ricky Gervais, I never have. But Jay will sit and watch him, and I will sit and watch him with him. I'm not going to sit there and whinge and moan. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't listen to him. You don't have to cancel everybody because you're offended. I get offended by some things, and I'm not sitting on a computer going, oh, that has to be cancelled. Who's, who's your favourite comedian, by the way? Lee Evans. Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't I love s- him. I, I don't see much of him anymore. He's more traditional, yeah, I suppose. He is. He's more. I love him. Him or Tommy Tiernan would be my favourite. But Jay loves Jimmy Carr, um, Ricky Gervais, like, or Bill Burr would be Jay's favourite. Like, yeah, Bill Burr. Listen, listen to him. Yeah. Like, the stuff he comes out with. Cat Williams and Chris Rock, they like black people more than that now. So One of the funniest sketches, them. actually, I've seen, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but Bill Burr does a great sketch, and it says, reasons to hit a woman. And, and oh, that... <laughs> And it's hilariously funny. Now, at no stage does he say anybody should ever hit a woman, by the way. No. But, but what he's saying is there are reasons that you would want to do There this. is, yeah. <laughs> but have you, you said nine, it's all words. Mm. Have you said nobody, you slagging, like as Jimmy Carr said, like you're just putting words together. You're not actually saying the Holocaust was deadly. It should have happened. It's just words put together. We all know it shouldn't have happened. We all know you shouldn't slag sick people. Or, But at the same time, they're all words put together. He's not asking for you to, like, I just think the culture, the, the cancel culture that we're in at the moment is doing my head in. No matter what you say or what you do, you're wrong, you're racist, everything has to be done. It's like, when is it, we all supposed to be mindless robots and follow the one narrative. Have you ever been offended by any jokes at all? Oh, I have, I have. I've been offended by a couple of jokes. Okay. Like, I've been, I've been offended, but I'm not going to sit there and ask for the, the artist to be cancelled or, I'd have a moan about it. And would you see, I don't, I don't ever get offended. I don't know what. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I, but I, nothing offends me. 
But that'd be like Jay. Jay would be the same. Jay would just laugh and say, Lorraine, what you like? like yeah. Eric, Eric, have you ever been offended by a joke? I probably have, but I can't remember. I mean, it depends on the context. I think the one time I do remember being offended by a joke was not by a famous comedian, but by the local... Uh, yeah, yeah. A mate of mine had made <laughs> yeah. a joke about children, and I got heavily offended uh, because it just it wasn't funny, but it was also just... It's the context. It was the delivery, you know, like... So if Ricky Gervais told was, that same joke and delivered it properly, you probably would have found it funny. Possibly. Possibly. You yeah, know. because there's nothing worse it's than just, your mate trying to reenact Ricky Gervais or something he's seen on the television and telling you a joke, and it just doesn't come out the same way. It just sounds awful coming out of their mouth. A hundred percent. And also, also, this guy was one of these people where you don't know whether it's a joke. It's like alternate comedy. You know what I mean? Oh, I it was a joke <laughs> about... He basically, I just, I told him to have a burger at a barbecue. I was like, you he's a vegetarian. I said, let's have a, a burger. I was like, you know, Jesus, you starve. And he was looking for another veggie burger. And he says, and excuse me again for saying this. He said, would you are a PE, a child? And I said, what? And I says, what are you talking about? He says, well, eating meat. That's what's, that's what uh, eating meat is like to be the thought of that. And I don't know whether he was making a joke, or he was making a statement, but I just got very offended. Yeah, he just—he heard that somewhere and he just put it into the wrong context and told it completely yeah. wrong and it just didn't come out as funny as it was when he heard it. Yeah. In yeah. his head, he was yeah. probably going, oh, that sounds deadly. Yeah, so, say that to the two of you. Let me go to Joseph. Joseph, hi, how are you? Hey there, no, thanks for having me on again. Um, I, I don't have too much time today, but I just want to mention that... Uh, yeah, firstly, you know I've been calling in a good bit now. I'm going to sign up, get the subscription, and get that cup as well. Oh, yeah. And, Welcome uh, to it. Yeah, women. If, see this one here. Yeah, yeah, adult human female. If you've and, another it's, one and it's not a cup, men, it's a smug mug, can I just point out? <laughs> smug mug, there you go. If there's another one for men saying, you know, adult human male who defends women and children from this nonsense, I'd love to pick that one up as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll anyway. work on that. We'll work on that one. <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to say on this comedy thing, like, Again, flip it around the other way and say, okay, how much comedy can you ban? Like, what are all the things you can ban? Because, you know, when, when you ban one thing, where does it stop? Where is the logical line then? You, you have to be in absolutes with this sort of thing or else you're into nonsense land where anyone can decide, I'm offended by that, ban that as well. And it goes down and down and down. There's no such thing as comedy. Um, what was the last good comedy film that came out? I mean, there hasn't been one since... I don't know, mid-2000s, like, really? Because they're so worried about offending anyone. They just can't make comedy anymore. Well, there's one that's that just been brought comedy. out by, um, what do you call it? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. What's the, the name of that uh, or media organisation? It's gone out of my head. Anyway, Ben Shapiro's organisation, Daily Wire, Daily Wire. They've just released yes, one that's uh, called... Lady Ballers. Lady Ballers, yeah, which is a, it takes the piss out of transgenders. And yeah. I, I watched it. Now, I'll be honest with you. It's all right. It's not that funny. But yeah, obviously, it's, right. it's putting a message out, obviously, clearly, right? Um, yeah. No, that's the most controversial comedy that's out at the moment. Yeah, there are no good comedies out. There's, there's nothing that, that that's going to be a bit cheeky that's going to well, offend. That's because they're, af they're afraid of offending people. That's why. Exactly, exactly. So that's the point. If you start putting limits on comedy, you start restricting what people are willing to do. And then everything shrinks. So then we can't do anything. So you have to say, okay, well, where's the limit? Well, the point is, comedy is, is, you don't have to censor comedy by saying you're not allowed to perform, you're not allowed to, to do anything. If people don't like it, if they are offended, they won't buy tickets. That's it. And if, you know, if that's the, the cultural norms, if that's what people say, we don't like that comedy because that's just disgusting and it's not funny, well, then that's going to regulate what people like. But if they're going to 
whoever, you know, who's ever telling really nasty jokes, but they love it and they laugh. Let that be the way. Well, well, the way I, it well, well I suppose... It can't be any other way. I said of what's right and what's wrong is Ricky Gervais' tour has now broke all records for selling out faster than any other gig in history. Yep. He, he's just played in the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles to 17,400 people and made 1.4 million in one night. Um, yep. This is his Armageddon tour. And he's still on tour, I think, till the end of January across the UK, where he sold out every single gig. I think one, I think the whole tour sold out in seven and a half seconds. So the, if, the, if he's that bad, why is he selling out so well? Exactly. exactly. Now, uh, you just reminded me, um, Dave Chappelle recently, he made his, his comedy jokes and he hit out the transgenders quite a bit. He did it, I think, very fairly. Um, he was attacked recently by a transgender. Someone got really, really upset with him, charged him with a knife, I believe. And they were stopped in time. But, you know, if those are the type of people who are setting the rules, I'm sorry, we have to say no straight up and nice and strong to them. Uh, that's not the way to, to decide what culture is. Okay, so in your mind, as far as you're concerned, Joseph, there is no there is no limits on comedy, or there should be no limits on comedy. Even if you don't personally like it, there should be no limits. To I it. mean, the limits should be if people will buy tickets. That's kind of it. I mean, there should be things that we as a, as a culture, as a group, have rules on. Like, yeah, I would like people not to make jokes about raping babies or about, um, you know, some other really offensive stuff. I think we'd all agree. I think by our by our common culture, we kind of say, these are the things we accept and these are the things we don't. And if someone tries to make a joke about them, you just say, no, that's not funny. But, but, there, but there you go, Ricky Gervais has just referred to terminally ill children as baldies and saying, you know, yeah. if they have a wish, make a wish, why don't they wish to be better? So he's, t he's be and you know what I mean? I just, like, that's about as far as you can go. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's and he's done it and people are laughing. And people, oh yeah, but people are laughing. And as you it. said, yeah. his gig sold out. Like, mm -hmm. people yeah. found him funny. So if you don't like him, has your has your that caller said, if you don't like him, don't buy his tickets. Yeah, a lot of the people that are upset and frustrated and offended by things, they're offended on someone else's behalf. They're these very liberal, you know, and often I would say the white people who say, "Oh, I won't tolerate a joke on black people." Well, the black people are actually laughing their heads off at us. Mm -hmm. You know, this has been proven time and time again. There's a lot of, of Americans. I'm, I'm assuming black uh, people tell jokes about white people, but they do actually because Eddie Murphy yeah. used to do it all the time. Yeah. You know, one of the problems we're having from this is, um, you know, it's, uh, I call it the Homer Simpson problem. Now, Homer Simpson is a, a straight white man and he has a family and he is the butt of every joke. He's the idiot and the imbecile. And we see this in, in all sort of um, culture in cartoons. Pepper Pig is probably the worst for this. Uh, I know because I have kids. Yeah. The dad is always portrayed as the idiot, idiot. the buffoon. Yeah. He does everything wrong. He's stupid because he's the one you're allowed to mock. And then that becomes into culture. And I've seen it. Kids are like, daddy's an idiot. All daddies are idiots. And, you know, they're incompetent. And mommy's the only one who does stuff right. What sort of message is that sending? That's absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but, here, but here's the thing. If there was a cartoon that portrayed a black woman... Um, yeah. You know, as being the idiot and the butt of all jokes, it probably wouldn't be allowed. Exactly. So, exactly. Somebody would give out, somebody give out about it. Well, actually, do me a favour. Both of you stay there for a second. I've got to take a quick seven-second break and Sarah, I'll be with you now in a second. Oh, there you go. Didn't know how to do that for a second there. The Niall Boylan Podcast. If you want to complain to the boss, just sit... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Niall is his own boss. So... Sorry! Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. The Nile Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to Sarah. Sarah, hi, how are you? I'm Grand Nile. I like that intro there. Nile is his own boss. Yeah, I'm my own boss. 
I call the shots. Karen is your boss. Oh, no, well, Karen's the boss. Yeah, yeah. But I call the shots. You think you're in denial about that. But so, yeah, people are way too sensitive. Like, I absolutely think so. It's very sensitive. I remember years ago going to, uh, I know you're saying it there, you probably don't like them, but there's more to that story with Tommy Chain. And there's a lot behind the scenes in regards to what happens with him. However, no, she, right? Yeah, she worked for RT as well, the girl that gave out about it, yeah. Yeah, well, she got it as a gift, so it was a setup. Like, basically, it was a setup. Well, At the end of the day, but I don't think it, it was, was set. Up, I don't think it was set up by Tommy Tiernan. No, it was set up by her because she bought the tickets. She said she didn't even like them, so she says I'm going to go in and record them. She got it as a gift, the ticket. Anyway, however, this is not about that. I just think people are gone too sensitive. Like the way I look at it, as one of your speakers said, like if you don't like, don't go and see them. If you don't like jokes, don't laugh at them not your thing. Don't get offended. It's not a personal attack at you. That's why I look right. But it's not just in comedy. Like, as you know, I've been on the radio for a long, long time. And we get complaints to the broadcasting authority when I'm on the radio. When I'm on the podcast, they've no one to complain to. Except me. And I'll tell them to go away. So, but I get complaints to the broadcasting authority all the time about, oh, I shouldn't have done that topic. Or I shouldn't have said that on the air. Or I shouldn't have said this on the air. Or and my argument all the time, and thankfully the Broadcasting Authority's argument, because they've never upheld a complaint against me, because they say there's what they call an audience expectation. In other words, people who listen to my radio show know what I'm like. They know I might say things they don't agree with. The same as the comedy, they know that they're going to hear stuff that might be offensive, so why listen to it or why go and see it in the first place? You know, it's the same thing like you have a concert. You go to a concert and people say that was a crap concert. If you don't like the band, don't go. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, Comedy is comedy, and you can't keep hating putting down. Like, he's doing the Global Awards now, he is now in 2000. And so at 24, yeah, he's doing it on the 7th or something. Well, he's, well yeah, he's been, he's been asked to do the, the Academy Awards this year. Well, not asked, but people are suggesting he should. Now, he did do the, what was the other ones? The um, the Golden Globes. The Grammys, the Grammy, or the Golden Globes or the Grammys. Globe. Yeah. He's well, that's on the seventh, and he will do it. He yeah, and he was, it. and by the way, he was hilarious the last time he did the Grammys or whatever it was he was doing. Everything at him. Yeah, I you know. I do love his jokes, and I know. I know he does come up with some. You're very dark. Jokes, yeah, it's very dark stuff. I know, but like comedy is comedy. Like, yeah, we're all individuals. Like, and like I say some things, and people like would get offended. Like, and I was just there laughing. Other people be laughing. I don't care what they have to say. Yeah, we all need to like, stop getting offended. Well, not we, because I, I don't get offended. But this idea of getting offended constantly all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, one day I, but listen, one day I turned around and everyone was talking. We were all flagging and saying jokes, right? And uh, I turned around and I said, why was the real reason Hitler died, you know? I said, yeah, he got killed because he's got to pay the gas bill. And Jesus Christ, there was an argument with me and another fella after I was only messing, like having a bit of course of course you were. Of course, nobody, yeah. nobody's glad that six million people died. But absolutely, yeah, but, but it's just a joke. But ten years ago, do you remember people be going around and say, "How do you um, save somebody from Ethiopia you're throwing a polo?" You know what I mean? Things like that. People are getting the stuff set over, and they're like, "What in the name of God is going on?" Like people are always doing that. Yeah, I mean, I thought jokes were funny years ago when people didn't give out about it. You were allowed to tell jokes that were risque. Yeah, well, 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 hang, well hang on. Let me just bring, um, I, I, who's it again? I'm going to Dave. Sorry, stay there for a second, Sarah. 
Dave, hi, how are you? Hey, folks. Hey, dude, Dave, I played the clip there with Ricky Gervais a few minutes ago, having a go at terminally ill children, and uh, Dave Chappelle having a go at handicapped children, as he calls them, and referring mm. to them as retards yeah. and all sorts of things, uh, calling terminally ill children baldies, and saying, why don't, if they go to make a wish, why don't they wish to be better? Now, as a collection of words, and in an audience with everybody else laughing, you're going to laugh at it, but is it funny? Yeah, but see, like, see the way you just explained that to me there now, if I'd have never, like... <laughs> yeah, I know, you'd have been horrified. Yeah. You know, no, no, not that. I would have said, geez, that Ricky Gervais fellow is a bit of a prick, isn't he? Um, but, like, context is everything. Like, you, you're going to a comedy gig. You know the comedian that you're going to. I mean, yes, the subject matter is dark, but comedy comes from a dark place anyway. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's that need that we all have to you know, shake off a bit of tension, you know, otherwise they'll kill each other. Yeah, and like, dark jokes, if they're done in a proper way and there's a good punchline, we will laugh at them because we know that's not how people act in society, you know, and we know, oh, this is a taboo thing, we shouldn't laugh at it, but we do laugh at it anyway. You know, it's, we're not like saying, let's all go out and point and laugh at sick children. And it's a I skill. Mean, I mean, look, just, there's a skill in comedy. I could tell a joke right now that Jimmy Carr has told, like, okay, I tell a Jimmy Carr joke, but I guarantee it's not as funny when I tell it because I can't deliver it properly. Uh, my girlfriend came to me the other day and told me she was pregnant again. She said she wanted an abortion. I said, what do you think I am, made of coat hangers? <laughs> you know? So, that's a, that, that that's a Jimmy Carr joke. Well, it wasn't. I didn't deliver it, it too bad. Uh, I delivered no, it a little bit like an old school comedian. But it is. But it's comedy. I mean, it's like... Well, look, it's like putting it like this, right? One of the greatest comedians of all time, and I will fight anybody who says otherwise, Billy Connolly, hands down... Oh, yeah, but he is. Forget about him. Ah, John, give it up. I'll be with you in a second. Yeah, Billy Connolly was hilariously funny, but Billy was quite innocent. He wasn't. Oh, no, he wasn't. Billy Connolly had a, a, a like, for, for the time, you, 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 you have to realize Billy Connolly was like the 80s and the 90s, okay? And like, listen to some of the songs that Billy Connolly used to do on stage. And like, for the time, he would have been like the Ricky Gervais or, you didn't, know. Didn't the, he get I mean, booed? He got booed off stage for on two occasions. One for a 9-11 joke. And then going back to the early stages of LGBT, he got booed off the stage as well for telling some joke about gay people, as far as I can remember. But he did get booed yeah, off the stage twice. The time, but, what, but what about the time he was on Parkinson and he told the bicycle joke? You know, the one about your man's wife being dead and her arse was taken up. Oh, and yeah, and he parked the bike between the cheeks of her arse, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the first time on television uh, in Ireland or the UK that anybody had ever heard a joke like that. Like, he was the first person to ever do something like that. But you have a guy like that who is a master craftsman at the things that he does. But then you have a guy like Roy Chubby Brown, who just says vulgar and offensive stuff for the sake of saying vulgar and offensive stuff. Now, look, if you like Roy Chubby Brown, that's fine. He's not yeah, I don't like me. I wouldn't tell you. I, you, know what I, you, know, no, you know what I dislike? And I was only saying to the producer earlier on, I dislike comedians that depend on bad language. And Roy Chubby Brown mm. depends on bad language to be funny. And vulgarity and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you can make a dark joke about... But once it's told in the right way, and uh, you know, because it's not like someone's going to go out on stage and go, kids with cancer, they should all die. Ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? And there are comedians who do that. There's actually, there was a guy recently got in a lot of trouble for uh, a, a woman being hit joke. Uh, his name is Matt Rife. He's a, an American comedian. And people got pissed off at him about it and said, you shouldn't have made that joke. Oh, no, this so, is Bill Burr. Uh, I was talking about this earlier on. Te reasons no, to hit no, a woman, no, was no, it? This, no, no, this is the young Oh, Matt Rice. Matt Rice. He's, 
He's a yeah, Matt Ryan. He's brilliant, but he's uh, he said if you're offended, go to my Instagram and I post my apology. There's a link to my apology on my Instagram. You click on the link and it, it brings you to a website that sells helmets for kids with special needs. Yeah, I, what I thought was the funniest thing recently, actually, when um, Ricky Gervais told, actually, I'll play the bit of audio first before I tell you. John, I'll be with you in a second. Wait there. Dave, stay with me too. And Morris, I'm going to come to you too. Um, play, play that bit of audio there, Ricky Gervais, on his last tour. Oh, women. Uh, <laughs> not all women. I, I mean, the old-fashioned ones. You know, the old-fashioned women. Oh, God. You know, the ones with wombs. Oh. <laughs> Those fucking dinosaurs. Oh. No, I love the, the new women. I know the new women. They're great, aren't they? The, you know, the new ones we've been seeing lately. The, the ones with beards and cocks. They're as good as... They're as good as gold. I love them. No, it's the old-fashioned... And now the old-fashioned... They're like, oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. <laughs> what about this person that isn't a lady? Well, his penis. Her penis, you fucking bigot. <laughs> what if he rapes me? What if she rapes you? <laughs> you fucking turf whore. Now, I can't not find that funny, Dave. <laughs> and, and the delivery is excellent. But he was asked to apologise... <laughs> So he put out an apology, and in the apology he said, I want to be fair, all my gigs are, are diverse, and I appreciate and support the LGBT community, and it seemed like a really good apology. And at the very end, and he said, but what's the story with the dicks, the cocks, and the beards? <laughs> okay, let me, go, let me go to John. John, hi, how are you? Uh, afternoon, how are you? Oh, yeah. John, can comedy go too far? Yes, indeed it can. Um, anyone that makes a joke, about a child going through cancer and have lost, losing their hair and calling them baldy and wishing them, why didn't they wish it? And that's a fantastic organisation to make a wish fundraiser. Right? They are a wonderful um, organisation, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Like, do great work like for children. And, and by the way, I do, know, I do know Ricky Gervais gives a lot of money to charity and he's probably given them a lot of money at some point, but go on. Yeah, Yeah, but that, that, that doesn't balance out uh, what he says. Then, If you're going to make a joke, about a child, like if there's his own child, like you may be looking at after losing their hair and they're very sick, or the prognosis that they possibly won't make it. Uh, anyone that's making a joke like that is a fucking scumbag. Simple as that, a scumbag. Billy Connolly, you know, was mentioned there as well. I will not tolerate Billy Connolly for one second. If I see him coming on any channel, I will click the channel straight away. Why? On the back of what he done, going back, and I've said this to you previously when you've done this topic, Going back to the Iraq war, when the terrorists were kidnapping people and beheading them. Oh, that, that was, the, that was be, the reason they walked out of the last one. Yeah, he was, was, was booed. Can, can the name of the man, because his, the man's name should be mentioned, every time Billy Conley's name is mentioned, this man, Ken Bigley, should be mentioned as well, with respects to him. Because when they were cutting people's heads off that time, they weren't using a guillotine, nice and sparkly and clean and fast and efficient. They used a, a big knife a rather rugged knife, and they slowly cut your neck off, right? That's what happened to that man. Billy Conley on stage made that part of his act, and he said, what about this guy, Billy, who obviously said, no, right, about getting the head cut off? He said, I wish they'd just get on with it. 
No, he was followed through Heathrow Airport when he was coming back by the press, and he was asked to apologise. And he says, "Who used? Fuck used that? That's all came over me. A bunch of, and no stage, even at this late stage, did that piece of human garbage apologise to the Bigley family. I went kill, and he's not. Okay, okay we're going to ask you a question. Is it all right to make a joke about nine eleven? No, it's not. Is it all right to I mean, make a joke about the Holocaust? Is it all right to make a joke about? But, but John, jokes are generally made out of tragedy, because. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a couple of names, sorry. Yeah. Robin Williams, John Cleese, Spike Milligan, right? Mm. Peter Sellers, right? And I think we're one of the oh, best. That's great that you like them. I'm delighted that you like them yeah. because they're great but comedians, you, you got, by the way. Genius. You've got Lee Evans. Lee Evans there, like he was a natural. He's a natural wit as well. But that's I a different type. Of, it's a different type of comedy. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, they didn't have to resort to, to talking about children with cancer, talking about the Holocaust, and like that other piece of human garbage, Jimmy Carr, making jokes about abortion. If I met him, I'd give him a fucking slap. See, Dave, different people, different folks, different strokes. Well, you see, this is the whole crux of the argument. Comedy is subjective. What you and I may find funny, John may not find funny, I'm, which is fair enough. John is quite entitled to... to enjoy the comedians he likes and we're quite entitled to enjoy the comedians that we like. You know, I think it's about more about being respectful for one another than anything else. Um but like Billy, you know, I mean Robin Williams had his fair share of offensive humor as well. Though, you mm. know, so there's not a there's not a comedian on the face of the planet. And the only thing I just call back like do you remember what like guys were saying a while ago, everybody's cancel, cancel, cancel? Yeah. I think that's a bit of a misnomer because every comedian that you know is supposedly people are supposedly trying to cancel are selling out gigs left, right, and center. Their um, their their Netflix specials are going absolutely through the roof. So I genuinely, you, I don't, I think this whole like this whole idea of like of people trying to cancel you, them, I think that, that, that I think that's kind of false. That's it. That says more about the people actually going if they know that kind of humor is going to come but up. John, and but, but John, Ricky Gervais' latest tour has broken all records for sales for comedy. All records, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's sold, he sold out quicker than you too, for God's sake. But you're again, that that's a, that, what does that say about the people buying the tickets? Well, what, no. well, that, well, that, well that's a lot of people. It, it, they couldn't it, all be it, mad, or they couldn't all but, be but bad see, people. The, 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 prob, the problem is, right, look, if, if Ricky Gervais comes to Cork, or Jimmy Carr, who has come to the Upper House, and yeah. I was offered tickets, I'd go and I, see I, wouldn't him, go, yeah. I, would. I, I wouldn't go, because I wouldn't trust myself on the night, but I do. Well, here's the thing, John, you don't have to go. Is it no, not what it's all about? You don't have to watch it. You don't have to go. You don't have yeah, to listen see, to it. No, no. The point I'm making is that if you go to the concert, right, and if you're offended, if you know the type of stuff, material, don't get offended. Now, if you do get offended, you can get up and walk out and you could maybe say something to the person on stage or whatever, right? But that's an enclosed environment then. But once it comes outside of that, once I hear then, I haven't been at the concert, but I've heard a joke has been told about a terminally ill child. Then it has come to the realms of the outside world and I've picked up on it and I'm entitled to be outraged. But well, you weren't even there. Why are you entitled to be outraged? Matter. It doesn't matter. The very fact that That's like going to A&E me. and say, I want to be sick on somebody else's behalf. No, no, the, the, the fact that I've heard, it's come to my attention that I've heard that there's an individual in an environment that has made a remark about his child going but, through chemotherapy. But, 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 I'm ga- I, I, but Ricky Gervais is not glad that children are terminally ill. That's not what the joke is about. The joke is but a collection of words that's meant to be funny. 
Well, you see, we went back to this collection of words. So uh, uh, if something happens, if I'm inside in town, I will say there's, there, there's some altercation in the shop and I feel I've been wronged and it escalates. And I called the one behind the counter and said, you know something, you're not only ignorant, but you're a big fat ugly bitch as well. But you're not a comedian no, and, the, and you're not on a stage no, and no, people no, are not no, paid to the, see you. The, the, the point being, if the girls He's are called, and he said, no one second, if the girls are called in, right? All I have to say to the girls, he said, well, look, I do you on the public order and the offences against the person. I said, hang on a second, girl, this is just a collection of wounds. No, 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 that's not the same thing, John. That's like saying if I walked into a hospital where there were sick children and slagged them all off and called them baldies like Richard, Ricky Gervais did, you know, that I should get away with that. Of course I shouldn't get away with it because it's not the right environment. It's, it's a it's stage. It's a comedy to, act. It's meant to it's, be funny. It's, it's, it's not good enough to use the excuse that it's just a collection of words to slag off a child with leukemia. It's a fucking disgrace. Okay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Morris and I'll come to Kieran in a second too. Morris, hi, how are you? How you doing, Noel? Everything okay? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Morris. Morris, you know, a lot of people agreeing and disagreeing, you know, when comedy goes too far. Does it go too far? Ever? Well, people are going to be offended no matter what you say or do. John would be of a different generation to suppose Dave... And he takes things very seriously, whereas people that are comedians don't take life too seriously. And whatever they do to get laughs is their prerogative. But like somebody said earlier on, Jay's partner, Lorraine, um, if you don't like it, turn her off. Now, I listened to John talk about Billy Conley. I read his book and he was sexually abused by his father as a young boy. And for him to go through all that and live through that, and come out the other side and be the person who he is. He shouldn't be condemned for telling one joke. If anybody has a yep. beef with Billy Conley, it's the Bagley family. But that's in the, that's in the past. That's history. If we live in the past, but we're it, going nowhere. But sorry, sorry, John. I mean, Billy Conley has probably told a million jokes, if you want to call them jokes or observations. Mm in his career on stage. And yet, you know, you would condemn him for two or three that you think went a bit too far. Is that yeah, really is that really fair? I, I've done I've done probably, you know, twenty or thirty thousand topics on radio over the last twenty five to thirty years. There's a couple of topics that I probably would look back at and go, God, I wouldn't do that again. But does that mean that you should condemn me for it? Yeah, but just about the very fact that, uh, that like, he had a background which Morris has alluded to there on Billy Conley, that doesn't justify him mocking a man that's getting his head cut off. Yeah, I know. He was having a, he was having a go with the terrorists because they were keeping the man hostage for weeks and parading him. And he was saying, you're fucking wankers. You can't even execute somebody. Fucking deal with and get it over with and stop yeah, torturing that, that, the family but, but, by keeping him alone yeah, for Martin, weeks. His, his exact words, he said, look, why, why don't you just, they just get on with it? Like, I mean, mm. this, is an, this is a human being like was going to get his head slowly cut off. And that I man know, to this listen, day never apologised. He, he never apologised to the family to this day. And I tell you something, I know, I know no people that say I've not been very charitable, but the day Billy Conley goes into the ground, I'll say good riddance. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and that's why we're on Noel's show. We give our opinions, you know? Um, of course, yeah. Ricky Gervais, uh, Ricky Gervais is uh, an atheist. I'm sure you all know that. Yeah. And to me, he made a TV series called The Afterlife. And to me, it was uh, an atheist having a go at people that believe in the afterlife. It's one of the best series I've ever watched. I'm only getting into it, because I didn't like it when it came out and he was involved. It's brilliant, actually. And there's plenty of jokes in it. Yeah, and, and a, lot of, a lot of dark humour in it as well. Yeah, and here's a joke for you, Noel. 
And a, a kid in Australia went on national television. You probably heard about it. Oh, okay. I picked it up recently. Yeah, and he turned around and he says, if a vegetarian and a vegan was falling off a cliff, who wins? And know. the answer was society. <laughs> society. You know what I mean? There you go. There's a kid with a sense of humor. Now, should he be condemned for making a joke about people that don't like me? No. He made fun of a situation that we can all laugh at. And there you but, go, John, and he's wishing two people dead. Do you know what I mean? I mean, okay, he didn't name the two people, John. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just words. That's all comedy is. Situation. Yeah, I mean, there's a John. Nobody. Hang on, John. With the greatest right, nobody thinks you know a terminally ill child is funny. Nobody thinks it's funny. No. Yeah, but don't say don't say it in the first place. So you see, looking at these characters, right? It's like if you're taking music industry, right? When Madonna first came on the scene, like even the very name that was yeah. going to play on the Madonna, the real Madonna, we'd say, right? And then mm. she was her. But well, that is her real name, her. by the way. Yeah, yeah, but Madonna Maria or something, play. wasn't it, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah but the, 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 like you know, the, she kind of walked in that too with the, the iconic uh, backgrounds and the, the sets and stuff. But also her lyrics were controversial. Lady Gaga the same, but you notice then, like as they get older, then they get more controversial. Uh, not controversial. They get they, they get more uh, edgy, uh, so socially aware, and they become more conservative. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, stay there for a second. I got to take a quick break. I'll be with you in a second, Kieran. Hang on. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school, but all through his life they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to Kieran. Stay there, John. Kieran, hi. How are you? <coughs> I'm not too bad. Yourself, Niall. I'm I'm good, Kieran. Kieran, can comedy go too far? Ah, do you know what? I mean, it's each their own. If you're going to go to a gig, you're going to know what to expect. And Morris mentioned that program there that was on the afterlife. I was thinking of that myself. Yeah. I, to be honest, thought that was very the way they handled certain issues in that was actually done quite well. I was, um, yeah. Quite, mm. yeah. And, I mean, Ricky Gervais, he doesn't want anything to happen to children or anything like that, you know? I mean, the point that life is already dark and horrible, scary and all that stuff, I mean, why not just have a laugh? I mean, has John ever gone to a comedy gig? I don't know. John, have you ever gone to a comedy gig? I have over the years, yeah, yeah. Who? Not the years. Who? Well, well, Tommy Tiernan and stuff like that. He's Tommy Tiernan slags off. Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, he's quite controversial. Then you're a complete hypocrite. Oh, he yeah, was. he is. Because... I know he is, yeah, but I, I went along because just for the sea, like, you mean, didn't, didn't he, he make jokes about like... children with Down syndrome? I did, I mean, which I thought the objected at the time in local radio. Did you walk yeah, out? Yeah. Did you walk out of the gig? I did, I did, I did. I did. Oh, I did. But John, you know what Tommy is like. He, You know, he's, yeah, but... he's a bit edgy. He wouldn't be as edgy as Ricky Gervais. And actually, to be honest with you, I'm so but, disappointed but I, with Tommy Tiernan. I like Tommy until he apologised. Yeah. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, no, this is getting back like to be being coming, uh, which was once the, the mad liberal, being coming the cons Mr. Conservative or Mrs. Conservative, right? The very fact Tommy Tiernan, no, wouldn't do that type of material. He wouldn't mention the Holocaust. He wouldn't mention Down syndrome. He's gone on nice and cushy, you know, with the RT gig and everything. He's no Mr. Conservative, and he's talking about religion and about God and everything. Mm. Well, John, would you go to, I mean, would you slag yourself off at all? Or would you be offended if somebody slagged themselves? Let's say for me, for instance, right, I'm someone with a disability. If I slagged off disability as someone with a disability, would you get, what would be the point of you getting offended by it if I'm not getting offended by it? 
Well, when I worked in the previous job there, there was one day there, I was stacking a load of stuff in the store, and it all collapsed mm. down around the place. And I, I spent ages stacking it. And I got mad and I started kicking the boxes around the place and all and everything and cussing and swearing. And one of the lads came and he said, Jeez, look at him, Mad John. And the world went around. And from there, that day on, I was known as Mad John. No, I'm not mad. I'm not insane. I'm not psychiatrically disturbed. But I was known as Mad John. But I didn't mind because it was just a bit so of didn't mind that. Yeah, but no, but the point, no, no, hang on. But the point Kieran is making is Kieran has a disability, right? So if Ricky Gervais starts telling jokes about, say, children with disabilities... Would you be offended by that, John? Well, if the person with the disability is not offended, that's grand, that's them, but allow me to So why would you be, why would you, the point I'm making is, why are people offended on Kieran's behalf? That's the point I'm just going to make. You can't, you have to allow me then, even though the person with the disability is not offended, they laugh at us, but you must allow me then to be offended for the person, even though they're not offended. Ah, but just stop out of that. Would you went to that gig, right? When you went to that gig and you walked out, how many people followed you out of that gig? How many people got I up think, and walked out? I think I think there was one other reason. No, I didn't care. Look, there was yeah. no one walked out. I, I, I myself walked out. That's the point. But the point, no, but the point is that they obviously weren't offended. They were obviously able to laugh along. You don't know how many people in that audience had sick children or whatever on the other end of whatever the joke was about. Well, I, well I, I, I don't know how it... We'll say, I don't know how many of them could sit in an audience like, I mean, that would have a terminated child, right, going through chemotherapy, or they had lost a child. And if that joke was made, how they could sit there and laugh is beyond me. Okay, we'll stay there both of you for a second. Let me go to Jackie as well. I want to come to Carl too. Jackie, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm I'm great and and, and very interesting topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, well, you've been listening to John and he says, you know, making jokes about yeah. terminally ill children or rape or abortion or anything, that's a step too far. Yeah, and look, it's it's all got to do with it being the context. And, and when you're going to see the likes of a comedian, you know exactly what the, what that comedian is about. So it's all, it's your choice. And and what hits me there, Niall, is I'm just thinking, you know, it's nearly like hate speech for comedians. Mm. Uh, and should there be hate speech for songwriters and you know, uh, someone writes a song and uh, whoever is offended by the, words. the lyrics yeah. or whatever, where where does it end? Um, now, I, I, just on another note, and I was just telling your researcher, uh, going back a few years ago, I went to this uh, funeral and um, where a husband um, uh, buried his wife and, uh, due to cancer. And the, the couple in particular were a very funny couple. Uh, overall, uh, and the the husband, very I won't mention names, but a very funny character uh, and that. And during the funeral, you know, which is a very sad and, and, and uh, you know, a, a, an event kind of thing, it had to be the funniest funeral I was ever at, even to the point that the priest was in tears, crying with laughter. Mm. And... Everyone came out of that funeral going, wasn't that just Brilliant. amazing? Yeah. yeah. And, and that, okay, even though, <clears throat> you know, you might get some damage but say, well, that, you know, that shouldn't have been done. Oh, yeah. Some people would think that's disrespectful. Yeah. And all that kind of carry on. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. But, but like, it, it's just, 
I think that... No, I've, I've been at funerals like that where people are cracking jokes during the eulogy, you know, about the person, telling funny stories about them that are outrageous. Yeah, and I think it's wonderful because it lightens the yeah. mood. Yeah. Because you know what, everybody... I was. I remember being at a funeral <laughs> once and it was the most depressing thing I was ever at in my life. Uh, I was standing there and it was dark and it was raining outside and everybody was dull and some geezer was up the front yeah. with, the, you know, the, the rosary bead saying the rosary for a half an hour and it was, oh, I said, this is awful. This is so boring. I, it was just so depressing. I would hate to be buried like that. Hate it. I would yeah, come back. If anybody ever does right. that to me, I'll come back in haunches. <laughs> yeah, and, and just, just on another note, and you were talking about Chubby Brown. Yeah. Now, going back again, a good few years ago, I was touring with a, a, um, an act over in the UK and we were doing all these theatres, like 2,000, 3,000 seaters. And the night before Chubby Brown would be on or the night after in another venue, and it's like two months of a tour. And I used to ask the guys in the, the stage guys, um, you know, what kind of an audience would Chubby Brown be getting? And it was all a very elderly crowd. Working man's and club. Was, yeah. I know when it, you know, it wasn't just working. Yeah, well, I, I kind of, I associate Chubby Brown with like, you know, dockers and, <laughs> you know, no, the working man's club, no. the fella in the pub on a Sunday afternoon, you know, him. Absolutely not, though. It, it, you wouldn't believe the audience that were going to see him. And every show was sold, sold out. out. Oh, I know he sells Every out. You know, I wouldn't be a fan yeah. of Chubby Brown. I don't like Chubby Brown. I think his act relies solely on bad language, so I just don't like him. Uh, but that's look, everybody's different. We all have our own tastes. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, John. Yeah, look, but the only fact I never got to see a Jimmy Carr concert, right? But that doesn't stop me from criticizing him making jokes with court hangers about abortion. But you haven't but you don't go to see him, John. You're not paying his wages. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The very fact that he's making a joke about abortion and court hangers it deeply offends me. Well, 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 well two of you just stay there for a second because I want to bring Carl Dieter in on this. Uh, Carl, good afternoon to you. How are you getting on now? I'm very interested to hear your opinion on this because I know you have a dark sense of humour. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I would have a very dark sense of humour. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I have to say I find a gallows sense of humour to be one of the most provocative things there is. And I think that the main thing is, is that people being offended never makes you right. All that is, is your emotional response to something. And, you know, I heard you talk about jokes about, say, you know, the Holocaust or rape or any of these kinds of things. And I think if the person's saying it, if their intention is to offend you, to actually just know that this is both hurtful to you, but a comedian can't because they don't know everyone in their audience. But if it was done to knowingly hurt someone, that's a lot different than taking something and trying to, to create some mirth around it. And, you know, even as a way to just discuss the matter, it, it can be very awkward. But I mean, I remember one time seeing an accident and the people who were, who were standing there laughed. Mm. And afterwards I was telling my sister about it. She's a, you know, a therapist. And she said, you know, when people don't know what to do, quite often they laugh. And I, Cause I was like, how could they have found that funny? You don't, you can't always guess everyone's intentions, but you can guess the intentions. But, but it's like when you watch a TikTok video and you see, you yeah, but it's like when you watch a TikTok video and you see somebody, <laughs> I seen a TikTok video the other day where a car had stopped and a fella on a motorbike ran straight into the back of it. He went up over the handlebars, onto his head, onto the roof and landed sitting down on the bonnet. Now, I'm sure he was hurt. He was okay, by the way, but I'm sure he was hurt. But all I could do, all I could do was laugh. It was okay, I should say. But when it was played in a loop over and over again with music in the background, all I could do was laugh because it just was funny. You know what I mean? 
I, I remember seeing a T-shirt that said, rape is no laughing matter unless you're raping a clown. Now, I don't want anyone to ever get raped. But I remember seeing that T-shirt and thinking, wow, it's a crazy shirt. Like, that is a funny statement to me. But I'm not endorsing or condoning or saying any, you know, rape of anyone is okay, no matter what you work out, whether you're a clown or an accountant or whatever. But, but is, it, is it people but think that Ricky Gervais has gone too far? That, you know, there are certain things that are sacrosanct, for example, like sick, like terminally what? ill children. And, you know, and he clearly has a go with terminally ill children, you know, calling them baldies and saying, you know, if they're, if they're going to make a wish, we'll make a wish. Why don't they wish to be better? But, you know, is that, is that funny? Well, it can be. It's not funny what I'm if, saying. If you've got it, well, <laughs> well, no, like when we're discussing it and in, in, in terms of people being outraged, but I think that you can talk about something and separate the reality away from from the from what can be the joking part of it. Like when I was a child, I remember there was a, a, a host of dead baby jokes that were. I remember oh, them. Yeah, like I remember awful, them. But they actually were, you know, they were funny jokes if they are delivered as a joke. I mean, if you were to walk into a, a cancer ward in a children's hospital and say these things, they are a fucking monster in my view. But if you're in front of a crowd who want to, to be provoked, where that is actually part of what makes humor funny, you know, you have to accept that you can be outraged, but it can still be funny. Look at what happened to Dave Chappelle for talking about when he met uh, Jim Carrey. And, uh, you know, the, he, 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 the, the, the skit has gone viral now, but he's like, Jim Carrey was in character. I had to keep on referring to him as Andy Kaufman. And he said, you know, it was weird because I met this guy and, you know, I was referring to him as someone else. And he's, he finished by saying, and that's how I feel when I meet people who are trans. And everyone's like, oh, like, but that is actually objectively to me is funny. funny. But there's some people who'd lose their mind over it. And I'm like, okay, go lose your mind. But, but as I said you earlier know, on, the same thing, the trans community lost down. their mind over the last Ricky Gervais tour when he slagged off, you know, the new women with the cocks and the beards. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you see, to me, that is funny. I mean, if you want to talk about something that's offensive, I actually find it far more offensive that when they're not joking, that people want me to believe a man is a woman than mm. if you were to dress it up within a joke. Mm. You know, that, and that's the thing, yeah. is if someone's in setting out to be a comedian, assuming that they're not, you know, part of some official, you know, Pravda, Spetsnaz indoctrination comedy tour where you have to yeah. laugh or go to jail... You know, if they're setting out to be a comedian, the test of the market, the test of it is, has anyone laughed? And if all they do is go out there and be offensive the way, say, Frankie Boyle can be or some people say. See, but yeah, Frankie Boyle things. makes it personal because he, he goes after Katie Price and Harvey and all yeah, this. Yeah. And, and, and that's and, what and I believe it goes to. he goes after her personally, I think that's, I think that's, that's a pretty cheap shot. Yeah. But he has still said some funny shit, which, you know, mm. I, I have heard the things he said and I have laughed. You know, yeah, and by the way, ja time. sorry, Jackie, have you ever have yeah. you ever been offended by comedy? And by the way, Jackie, you mentioned on tour, are you a comedian yourself? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I definitely wouldn't get any audience and no one would pay tickets to see me. No, I, I'm a sound engineer by trade. Oh, okay, <laughs> because I was wondering what you said when you were on tour. I was going, well, is he a comedian no, himself? No, okay, no. Have you, well, have you ever been a fan? Have you ever kind of gone to a comedy gig or listened to a comedy gig or watched it on TV and went, ah, oh, stop, that's too much, turn that off? Never. I, I have to say, and just, I... I did you ever come across uh, Ahmed, the dead terrorist? Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. The, 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 uh, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, Don Jeff Donham. Jeff Donham, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Now, if you take that, I mean, that is 
would be seriously offensive. I kill you. A lot of people. I kill you. Uh, yeah, silence. <laughs> I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that that is that is brilliant. I, I love that. And then, you know, when you go back and look well, at... Well, you know, he did. Life, he did that joke. He was on tour um, in the Middle East. And he and I watched him, and there was an audience of people sitting there who were clearly all Muslim. <laughs> they were all sheiks, yeah. and they were all in their gowns. I mean, and he did act. They couldn't wait for him to do Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> well, stay there, both of you, for a second. Let me go to Louise as well. Louise, hi. Hi, how are you, Niall? Good. Uh, Louise, do you think comedy can go too far? Depends on who is saying that, and it depends on the agenda. Like, I mean, I personally feel it would be okay for what you said, a woman with a beard and a, a penis to make fun of, you know, a, a, what's the word? A conservative. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, sorry, like, I mean, you see, the fairy tale in New York, they took one word out of that. That's and right. And you have Cardi B rapping about her, I'm not going to repeat the rest of that lyric. Yeah, but, you know we know what she mean. laughs about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I find I mean, I, that blows my mind, by the way, that we we can have Cardi B, but you can't have the word faggot in fairy tale in New York. I find yeah, it bizarre. Oh, thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it. But I mean, even like, like I, I don't know who else to use for an example. Um, but Enoch Burke, yeah? yeah? He done what he's done, and I personally stand with him. But it's okay for the likes of the lefties to make fun of him. But mm. I mean, far from here for us to make fun of somebody that uh, a male that wants to identify as a female but doesn't want to be called he or she wants to be called they, them, or breed or washing machine. <laughs> so it depends on who the agenda is, who it's uh, making fun of. I'm okay, but is there any? Is it okay for Ricky Gervais to stand on a stage and make jokes about kids who are terminally ill? Personally, I don't like it. But I mean, I wouldn't take offence to it either. But then again, I don't have a terminally ill child. Thank God. Yeah. You know, but I do think in this world we have bigger fish to fry and we have a lot more problems than all of this. I mean, it's great how the media can, you know, iron the, the shit out of this issue, but they don't want to touch on other issues like what's going on in the schools or the fact that Zelensky's country is apparently at war, but yet the children and the women are going home for Christmas. Mm. You know they escape. They escape war. So, in other they words, uh, you believe the these? Business. You believe these kind of stories are just distractions? I don't think they're definitely distractions. There's the greatest saying I've ever heard: when the media is bombarding you with one story, you need to look at where you don't want you to look. So, look at what happened during Black Lives Matter in America. Not one media station reported the fact that Obama was on trial, mm. and that that submarine that apparently went down. Um, the, the billionaires and the fucking the little rocket thing. Oh I mean, yeah, the, the rocket thing. Time. Yeah, the submarine. Yeah, yeah. Hunter Biden was in court all that time. Mm. You know, the human beings are, are the most easiest controlled species I've ever seen. Mm. No, I would I wouldn't disagree with that. We're quite easily distracted by stupid stories rather than looking at what's actually really happening in the world. And I'm not going to disagree yeah. with that. But 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 getting back to comedy, you don't believe it ever can go too far, Louise. If you don't want to see it, don't pay. If you're a bit older than me now, that's just stating a fact. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, just stating a fact. Dance, yeah, Rising Dance. Did, you, did your parents... I loved... Uh, what was his name? Reginald um, something or other. Yeah, Rising Dance. I loved it. 
Yeah, and what what did they what what happened with the the black man and that? Um, um, uh, what names did they call him? Oh, and they called him all sorts of names. I used to love love thy neighbour too, which was grossly racist. I used to love yeah. Alf Garnet till death does part. I don't oh, know whether Carl yeah, remembers all these. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He was anti-Semitic. He was homophobic. He was racist. He was everything that a gentleman, or not even a gentleman, a working class man in Britain would have been 40, 50 years ago. Carl, do you remember Till Death is Too Part? No, I, 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 I don't. Like, like, I grew up in America, so a lot of this stuff would have passed me by. But, uh, you know, it was I, hilarious. I would just say, by the way, I, 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 think, I think a point needs to be made. Why is it, bearing in mind that comedy falls into the general kind of arts, why is it that no one ever has a conversation about what constitutes art and gets offended by it? Mm. Uh, yet we'll do it about jokes because it's it's a verbal art form and a verbal you know form of of emotional provocation. Like there's people who who smear crap on a wall and they say that's art and you say no it's not and they say well who have you got the right to define art? Like who has the right to define comedy? You have to have a consistent logic across the judgments that you make. And if somebody sets out to be funny, I don't really care what they say, what they do, as long as it doesn't translate into actions or the incitement of those actions, you know, like I'm totally, totally uh, sympathetic with, with, uh, with Jews and the Holocaust. And I've been to Auschwitz. I, you know, I encourage people to see it. If someone makes an anti-Semitic joke, can't laugh. Do I therefore not have permission to ever find something funny? That would be ridiculous. It's illogical because I'm not looking to replicate that behavior. I am simply taking something and, you know, sometimes the more painful and bad it is, the more that the shock response of it can 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 be an element of comedy. But it doesn't mean you endorse it. It doesn't mean that you think it's great. You know, and, and that's the thing that people need to separate out is you can be really, really offensive. Okay, do me a favor, stay there for a second because I want to go to, uh, uh, and stay with me, Louise, if you want to. I just want to go back to, I have to go to Morgan and then I have to come to Stephen. And Carl, I do want you to stay there for a second because I want you to discuss the matter with Stephen. Morgan, hi, how are you? I'm well, Noel. How are you? Good. Morgan, uh, do you think comedy can go too far? No, never. It doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go far enough. I mean, how, I, it's probably gone as far as it can possibly go, to be honest with you, this stage when you think about it, really, well, isn't I, I, it? I don't think so. It's probably three comedians um, I, I can think of who were controversial um, at the minute. So you've probably got Dave Chappelle, Ricky Gervais, and probably two. That, that's it I, I, I can think no, of. Jimmy Carr as well, yeah. Jimmy Carr, yeah. Um, I don't Who's a genius, by the Jimmy way. Carr. I know, but he is a genius. He's a wordsmith. He's a, The man is a master of the English language. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not not very familiar with, with Jimmy Carr, to be honest. Um, I think that the bigger point around comedy is um, comedy touches on truth. Um, generally, when I laugh at something, there's, there's two reasons. One, it's true. And the second one is it's, it's absurd. Um, and I think that's why people get so offended about, about comedy is because it does touch on truth. And it's the last bastion of truth. It's the last, let's call it a safe space for truth, where people can actually go and, if not talk directly, listen to things that are controversial and it enables us to have these conversations like we're having now uh, because in general we, we can't we can't have uh, controversial topics um, but we can't even uh, we couldn't have this conversation on radio no we can't and so that's what comedy is comedy because somebody would complain us, yeah comedy allows us to basically broach those topics that are considered too too controversial and comedy can't go far enough because the essence of comedy is truth and, and I think that's what people get offended about and people who walk out it's because they 
don't laugh at the truth, they get offended by the truth. And we all know that truth hurts, but ultimately truth is what sets us free. So we can have these conversations. We talk about, you know, terminally ill children. Okay, generally something we don't talk about because it, 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 it's, it's considered impolite. And it's yeah, but this allows, yeah, this allows us to talk about it. Obviously true humour, but then we can go on to talk about, well, what is actually right for terminally ill children? It allows us to talk about euthanasia, the rights and wrongs of that. If we leave it up to the people in power, our politicians and our, our betters, well, they, they would have us talking about nothing. Betters? Sorry, our politicians and our betters? Yeah, I'm talking about it sarcastically, like those people who think that they know better and to, to tell us what to do. They, yeah. think, they think they know better. I mean, Leo Bradcar made a statement a little while ago saying that there'd be no discrimination towards the LGBTQ. And during COVID here, if you didn't get a vaccine, you weren't allowed into pubs, nightclubs, think it extended to hotels and restaurants. Mm. I mean, what gives him the right to decide that? Okay, no, no, I, I know, Louise, and that's a, that's a whole other topic, Louise, but, but I get the point that you're making, and, and I think Morgan is just bringing that in. In other words, yeah, what he's saying it's, is... It's no coincidence that the people who are like that are, are Leos, are, are all humorless fucks, to be honest. Like, have you ever seen so them laugh or crack a joke? Oh, all these people who think they know better and should tell us what to do and what we should and shouldn't do and shouldn't, shouldn't laugh. Mm. Isn't it amazing how they're all complete humorless people? And okay. there's very little joy. And with every organisation, LGBT... Key, yeah, they do like to suck the joy out of everything, actually, don't they? Yeah. Uh, well, well, actually, do me a favour. Morgan and Carl, stay with me for a second, because I want to go to Stephen as well. Mm. Stephen, hi. Happy New Year to you. It's been uh, a little while since you've been on. Thank you very much indeed for joining yeah, us today. Yeah, Happy New Year, you know. Uh, Stephen, okay, I suppose the, the, the main... Getting back to the original question was... <coughs> pardon me. Dave Chappelle, Ricky Gervais' latest outrage, of course. He's made jokes about uh, terminally ill children, referring to them as baldies. And, you know, saying if they do have a wish from the Wish Foundation, why don't they wish to be better? Um, people are outraged by this once again. They were outraged the last time he did a tour because he had to go with the new women with the cocks and the beards. Um, and, you know, the transgender community were pissed off with that. So they're outraged every single time. But can comedy go too far, Stephen? Or is it just funny? I think comedy can go too far because, as the previous gentleman was saying, it hits to the truth. And the people telling the comedy and some of the people listening to it are kind of going, yeah, that's kind of true. And, you know, it is a bit silly sometimes, you know, talking about trans people or, you know, terminally ill children or people that are sick or people with disabilities. It can be a little bit funny. And if you're sitting in an audience with the person on stage and listening to it, and you happen to have a giggle, you can kind of have it guilt-free until you're kind of driving home, kind of going, did he actually say that? You know, and why did I laugh at that? You know, so it, I understand well, that... Well, you laugh because it was funny at the time. ...and thought, you know, exactly, yeah, you kind of get caught up in the moment of it, and then you have a little bit more critical thought afterwards, as I said, on the drive home or whatever, or a couple of days later, you know. But how any of these, how Ricky Gervais or Dave Chappelle, who frankly have been off my radar anyway for a long old time, not that they were ever really on it, you know, got a Netflix special is beyond me. But then you've got people like Matt Rife as well, who, you know, basically is playing like, what's his name? The other second Egypt who's stuck on house arrest, the wrestler. Oh, which? Can't think of his name. The wrestler? No, oh, no, they, they, he's an MMA fighter and oh, people were giving out about him all year last year. I don't, I don't know. The country, I'm not thinking about okay. it anyway. Yeah, okay. Put okay. It that way. okay, so you know, so at what point does it go too far? I think when when somebody when you're when you're deliberately setting out to make fun of somebody that it is no longer acceptable to make fun of. Uh, going back to the previous woman that was speaking, you know, 
in my parents' day and in your generation and so on, you know, it was perfectly fine to call every racist slur or every homophobic trope or sly digs, here, that, and the other. But here, here's and, the thing. It was funny. Times have changed. And it can be funny. I'm not saying it can't. Because I mean, I, when I, when I watched... Something myself, okay, you know? I, she was referring back to Rising Damp and Love Thy Neighbour and uh, To the Death mm. Was Too Part. And constantly the N-word was used. And and black people, by the way, were calling white people. Um, oh, I can't remember the names they were calling them as well. So you know, there was mm. jungle bunnies and all sorts of names were but used. But even like, yeah, like like. But that, at but the time, I, like, I, I laughed at it. But I'm not a racist. Me. I was laughing at it because I just thought it was funny. They were slagging yeah, each other. We, we're allowed to do that. I'm not saying we can't, but you know, when you're deliberately doing it to you know basically make yourself sensational and controversial. You know, it, I think I think that's where comedy should draw the line. I think comedy is great because you've had great comedians in the past about George Carlin and other people who deliberately set out to make very controversial statements about the status quo. You know, mm. that's really that's that's where comedy can be a good thing. But if you're doing it just to, you know, obviously spark this conversation, which you can have on radio, by the way, um, you know, that's when I think we're, we're kind of wasting our time talking about well you can have here's the thing you can have this conversation can comedy go too far on radio because i've had it on radio but i Mm. have to be very conscious of what people say of course whereas i don't on the podcast and i shouldn't have to be over conscious i would hope hope you'd try and apply the same standards but yes no 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 Stephen. i don't i don't have to apply the same standards uh, on on the podcast but mind you there's a level of decency of course yeah uh, sorry, yeah. Carl, Carl, I mean, Stephen believes it can go too far when comedians set out just to be controversial, and some do. Well, the thing is, the market kind of self-corrects for that because there's not really a lot of people who just want to hear someone be you know, as offensive as they can be. And I think that if you say there is some kind of formulaic route to comedy of what you can and can't laugh at, well, then that's a restriction on effectively what is the art form. And that brings us back to a question of what constitutes art. It brings us back to a question of, is your being, uh, you know, uh, offended? Does it hold any merit with whether something can be objectively funny to somebody? Now, I would never, for instance, go to, you know, an ISIS comedian to hear them crack jokes about, you know, killing gay people or something like that. I simply wouldn't do it. Do I think it should be allowed to happen? Uh, You know, like if I start to think about the things that would have bothered me a lot, uh, Mm. you know, I quickly then start to change my tone a little bit. But objectively, and, and I do mean this, I would argue that if it's done for the sake of comedy, that really everything has to be on the table or else you are trying to limit an art form that is, it, it's precedent is that it deals so with... So it's either everything or nothing is what you're saying. Yeah, you, you can't have both. I mean, you can either, you can either have an everything and choose what you, what you want to watch and laugh at or, you know, just go straight into to Pravda and be told what is officially funny. And the, the other fact yeah, I know, I, because you can't, and here's the thing, and that's why I say really, to you, that Stephen. That is such you, a strong point. Yeah, you it can't a put a line because... I'm offended. Every, them to crack a fucking joke. They can't. <laughs> you can't put a line on it, Stephen, because everyone's line is in a different place. Your line is in a different well, place to mine. I I, well, I don't have a line, but, you, but your line might be in a different place <laughs> to mine, or to Carl's, yeah. or Morgan's, or... Steve is yeah. about to come on. So, I mean, everybody's line is in a different place. So you can't really, it's either all or nothing, isn't it? And this is it. And I, I like, it's the same argument about, with art about, you know, can you have nudity in paintings and sculptures and things like that? And people have argued about decency and things like that for millennia about art in, 
in terms of paintings and sculptures and so on, or you know the the look of houses. But like I'll give you Daniel Sloss for example, who has I think two Netflix specials, and you know basically the whole last ten minutes of his thing is talking about his disabled sister who happens to be dead, but you know pointing out all of the problems and the funny things and the nice things, but then winds it all back up and saying that you know whether you agree with me or not or find it funny or not, she's my sister and I'm able to talk to her, to talk about her in this way if I want to. You know? By the way, that's one, of the, that the that's one of the oddest things I find in comedy. Uh, well, this is one of the oddest yeah. things I find in comedy. It's okay for a black person to tell a joke about black people. It's okay for, uh, there's a guy, he's actually great, he's really funny, he's actually in Coronation Street now, he's an actor, but he won Britain's Got Talent go back a few years ago, he has cerebral palsy and he's on a frame. And he tells joke about mm. jokes about people with disabilities and cerebral palsy, and he's hilariously funny, right? So, and yeah. and people thought, oh, that's okay for him to tell jokes about people with cerebral palsy because he has cerebral palsy. It's okay for gay people to tell jokes about gay people. It's okay. It's like this whole idea that it's okay for those groups to tell jokes about themselves. I think that's wrong. I think it, I should be able to tell a joke about gay people, about people with cerebral palsy, about as Ricky Gervais probably would in his latest p- podcast special. Actually, he goes on about what he calls the queers and how the name mm. means something different now than it did years ago. He said nowadays, he said, what he said? Queers used to like cock. He says nowadays, he says queers can be anybody. But anyway, it's not as funny when I deliver it, by the way, can I just say, because I'm not Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing about it is what I'm saying is every it should be just a free market. Because if you don't like it, Stephen, don't listen mm. to it or don't watch it well, or don't I, I support it. I make a point it. of not listening to him. I, I, I haven't listened to Ricky Gervais in more than 10 years, probably. You know, Not mm. that he was ever high on my, my list of viewing. No, uh, he's like he's know. like Marmite, like most yeah. comedians. Yeah, well, I actually, I, I, I'd have to, can I just jump in? And I have to say in the case of Ricky Gervais as well, let's not get away that sometimes the things that we're being told, oh, that's controversial, that's wrong. You know, he is actually pushing into uncomfortable territory that also needs examination. I mean, I rewatched some of this stuff about the Emmy Awards the other day because someone posted it on Twitter in relation to to Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. And he was saying, you know, that that famous, like, I don't care. This is my last year doing it. I don't care. And and he basically went in this rant. He was really offensive to everyone. And uh, <laughs> he was talking about, like, oh, half the audience you've been on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, you're, you're, you know, your mates are Harvey Weinstein. And he said, yeah. like, I think those things were all not only offensive, but good to be offended, you know, to, to yeah. offensive to some people, for instance, to be inferred that, oh, I was major. But he was making important points there as well. And what you said, by the way, it also holds a lot of relevance. Like, I think the N-word is a pretty disgusting word, so I don't use it. I don't like when people around me use it, but I hear it in music all the time, and then it's okay. Something is either wrong or it's not. So I, I'd agree that, like, you either have to have a free-for-all or if you're going to have controls, they should be for everybody. Yeah. But equally, if someone was a comedian and they decided to, to litter their show with with racial stories, I probably just wouldn't really be into them because I. Well, that's, well, that's why I, I said I, I wouldn't watch Chubby Brown. I, I can't bear yeah. Chubby Brown because his whole show is littered with racism and bad language. Now, by the way, I wouldn't want to see him banned. People, some people like that crack, and that's fine. If they want to watch it, they can watch it. I couldn't care less. But I just don't find him funny. I don't find any comedian funny who relies on bad language. Can I ask yeah, Stephen no. a question? Yeah, go ahead, Morgan. Stephen, so you, you didn't really answer the, the question about where the line is and who should draw the line. And that would be my concern. And you briefly mentioned, I think, that you said you, you found homophobic humour um, unacceptable. Um, would that be the case because it's purely that you find it unacceptable because it makes you feel uncomfortable? 
Is that where you're coming from? Because I think that's what most people find, is that they find it uncomfortable, therefore they don't want to listen to it. And rather than not listen to it, they just say, well, then it shouldn't exist at all. So I'd like to know where the line is and who would be responsible for drawing that line. Okay, I'll do my best to try and put together an answer for that. Um, in terms of home, we'll stick specifically with homophobic as, a, as an example. Um, if I find it offensive, I, w I will turn it off or I won't listen to it. Um, there is a responsibility right. on the person delivering it to decide where they're going to push the line to. Some people will be fine with it, depending on the context and the way they're delivering it or the message that they're trying to get across. Because you can use homophobia to highlight problems with homophobia. It's not the best yeah, way but, to do but, it. But, it's but, like relying but comedy, on that language. Like, all, 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 comedy, all comedy comes from the same place, which is trying to be funny. So unless that's expressed, mm. it will never be discovered whether it's funny or not. And so comedians have to... Okay, so look at the... Okay, bottom line, because, because I have to... I have to their, okay, their material now. I have to go to Stephen in a second. But Stephen, is it acceptable for a comedian to go on a stage and make fun and mock gay people? No. I wouldn't imagine so, to be frank and honest with you. Uh, I are, would have a problem gay? with it, obviously, because I'm yes, slightly yes, biased in the, in the fact that I am gay. Exactly. You're fully biased, then. You're but not slightly biased. You're fully at biased. At the same point, I but, have but, 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 is that, but is that fair, Stephen? Just because you're gay, uh, then people shouldn't be able to make... In my opinion. No, no, no. I'm just saying, just because you're gay, you say, you know, well, comedians shouldn't be able to make gay jokes. I mean... The... I didn't say that. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying that. What I'm saying is, you obviously have a biased view of it, then. Yeah. But the same as we, you know, most comedians nowadays don't make jokes about, you know, women having to be in the home and all this other sort of stuff like Matt Reif would, but he knows the audience that he's playing to. I mean, I, I, have, I have alopecia since I was nine years of age. I lost all my hair when I was nine. I wouldn't care less if a comedian went up on stage and started making jokes about alopecia. Wouldn't bother me. I'd yeah, find it funny, I, actually. I, I, no, I'll be with you on that one. Like, I, I have a thing called Tourette syndrome. Now, I don't scream curse words, but I've got lots of twitches and stuff to go with it. And I see people mm. post stuff on Facebook saying, oh, join the Tourette Society and then a giant F off meeting tomorrow or something. <laughs> like, that's funny. Yeah, that is funny to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, we, you know we can have a laugh at these kinds of things. But, you know, the, the but can you not can you not laugh at yourself, Steve? Deciding to push it. Of course I can laugh at myself. I'd be a very, I'd be a very sick individual if I couldn't laugh at myself. Hmm. You know, I'd be in a lot okay, of well, well, I, I'm running out of time rapidly. I want to go to Steve very quickly before I finish up. It's unusual to hear Steve coming in right at the end. But Steve, go ahead. You always bring me in at the end. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, just make the point quick. I've got about three minutes. Come on. So, okay, well, let me, let me cover these three minutes for you. Something that people haven't touched on today, which is there is a biological necessity for laughter. Evolution has given us laughter for a reason. And I'll tell you when I figured this out. So years ago, I was smoking a doobie with a friend of mine. And we were watching a 9-11 documentary on um, a projector. And it was being projected onto this big, massive wall. And we were only three or four feet away from it. And we were out there smoking doobies and we were monged. And the stuff that was happening in the video was there was massive explosions, alarms blaring, panic, terror, people on fire, fear, blood. It was just awful. And I was immersed in this. And you remember the very famous um, The Falling Man, yeah. the video of the guy. Who the waiter, said, well, he was a waiter, yeah, in the restaurant, it turned out, yeah. So what happened was, we're sitting there, the two of us watching this, and I'm so engrossed in this, and I felt terror myself watching this. And when your man jumped out the window, my friend beside me went, "Wee!" And of course, I burst out laughing. And it, was, now, it wasn't because the man was dying, but what happened was, it broke the tension.
Mm. It took me immediately out of where I was. I was in a horrible place watching that crap. But that laughter took me straight away out of that. And that's why it, that's it what is I was so talking important. about earlier. Mm. It I was, is I was saying that earlier, that like people see an accident and they start to laugh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a coping mechanism as well, you know, when, when terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. Or to learn to deal with terrible things. Yeah, I, I actually I do remember the photograph of the falling man. I'm sure everybody knows it's a very famous picture. Now it was taken by the Washington Post, I think, or, or no, it was some local paper actually took that photograph, and it became uh, it got a, uh, an award and everything else. But when you when you said the word we, we it actually did exactly. make me laugh because you are right. It is uncomfortable to think about that poor man. He has a family, obviously. Yeah. He tur- it turned out they investigated. It turned out to be a waiter in the restaurant on the top floor of the uh, World Trade Center. And obviously, he made a life or death situation, or decision, to either jump or die in the fire. And he jumped. Uh, Absolutely. And I I could never imagine having to make such a tragic choice. But again, it was so important. When he done that, it was an immediate thing where I went, oh my God, that's what laughter is about. That's mm. why we need to laugh. It takes us out of the horror. Look at the guy who, um, there was a funeral, a funny Irish funeral, where he recorded his voice and put it in, oh, the, in coffin. the coffin. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. You know, why he done that was because it was important that people laughed instead of cried. And, and I, I, I think just very quickly, come back to Stephen, I think that's, that, that's a really good example because I laughed when he said that. I think that's, and it's not, by the way, funny that a man had to jump out of the, the World Trade Center, you know, and make a, a decision as to which way he was going to die. It's a mm. shocking story, but just the, that sound made oh, it absolutely. funny. And look, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of paramedics and my, my boss in work will make the occasional sexist remark about his wife or one of the women that we work with. And you kind of have to kind of go, oh, okay, that was a little bit funny, good job. But at the same point, do, you know, be careful with yourself. Cause, but, the, but you can't really, no, I think no. No, Stephen. You can't draw a line because... You, we have ruined the office workplace. The office workplace is not what it was 15 or 20 years ago, where people could make jokes at each other, they could have the crack. Mm. Nowadays, you're conscious all the time. Is that sexist? Is but that homophobic? Is it... I mean, no, it is a bad thing. There's no crack anymore. People are terrified to make a joke. Mm. But at the same point, I just said, my boss makes jokes all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it's entirely up to, you know, judging the atmosphere. Like, comedians are always going to be feeling the atmosphere of their audience, and they'll decide whether or not to put in this section or that section or go this far or that far, you know? Mm. So you can't really draw a line, but I think there should always be the onus and the awareness. If somebody says something that causes a, a massive outrage deliberately, then they're fucking held responsible for it. Well, I, I mean... Well, as long as held now, responsible includes they make more ticket sales because it's actually funny or they don't make ticket sales. I just don't think it should turn into well, that's something Well, that's going to be know, the judgment at the end of the day. People are going to vote with their wallets as... Yeah, you but know, should, yeah, but when you say held responsible, should they be cancelled? Should should they lose their job? Should they be taken off Netflix? I would well imagine that Ricky is not in a massive danger of not getting another Netflix special, but at the same point, they won't be in a hurry to give it to him because obviously it's driving an awful lot of content towards Netflix. That's probably why they gave him a damn special in the first place. Well, this is his second special. He makes a shit ton of money out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, Stephen, thank you very much indeed, Carl. Thank you, Steve and Morgan. I appreciate you coming on the air. Don't forget, by the way, this podcast will be available in about an hour's time. Uh, you can go to Spotify, iTunes, uh, or the website, indeed, nileboyland.com. 
I will say to you again, please support us and you can get yourself one of these mugs. See? On the front it has the Lawboden podcast and on the back, because the referendum is on the way, we have the word woman. The symbol, of course, for a woman. Adult, human, female. It's a special referendum mug. <laughs> anyway, they're available, by the way, and the only way you can get one of those is by subscribing on the website and we pick one person each day and we send them out one of those mugs, all right? And uh, please do support the show. If you can't support it by subscribing, because I know it's a monthly payment and you want to just give a one-off donation, you can. Just click on the donate page on the website, nileboyland.com. We would ask you to do that. Please try and support the show. I know it's January. Times are tough, and I understand that. But times are tough for us, too. We have to pay the bills here. We don't make enough money to pay the bills. We don't get paid at all for doing this. We just love doing it. But we do want to make it bigger. And as I said already, we do have a plan to put this into every home in Ireland. We can't do that without money. And we're hoping to do that in the next couple of months. But we won't be able to do it if we can't afford to do it. So the only way we can do it is with your support. So please... Please try and support the show financially if you can, as well as listening to it free every single day. We offer it to you free every day on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for joining us today. We will be back with you again tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 100 the Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.